Good evening. This is Peter Hammond in the studio for Salt and Light for Radio Tigerberg. And we have some guests at the Great Commission course in Cape Town from far and wide. And I'm going to start with Ryan Underwood, who's traveled the furthest from Georgia in the United States of America. In fact, uh, he has already been on a mission up in Mpumalanga, lecturing at the Back to the Bible mission as well in Hebrew and Greek, and now is at the GCC. Ryan, welcome to Cape Town. What has the Lord put on your heart for our listeners? Greetings, Salt and Light Radio. My name is Ryan Underwood. I am from Georgia and presently in Cape Town, South Africa. Today, God put it on my heart to bring a brief message from John 14, 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the only way to God. We have the forgiveness of our sins and our reconciliation to God in his atoning blood. We are called to obey his commandments and to follow in our Lord and Savior's steps. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the truth. His word is infallible, inerrant, and inspired, and must be the standard for every area of our life. We must draw all our doctrine. We must base our worldview on the firm rock of God's infallible word, of his eternal truth. God is the life. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is the life. All is pointless unless the Holy Spirit works on our hearts, renewing our minds, and raising us from the deadness of our trespasses and sins, that we might obey God and live for him. As C.T. Studd once said, we have one life, it will soon be past. Only what is done for Christ will last. I thank you for your time and attention. God bless. And here you are on the 4th of July. And uh, it's wonderful to have a representative from as far away as America. Thank you so much, Ryan. And then we also have Pastor John Mazua from Zimbabwe, from United Baptist Church. No stranger to Cape Town. He studied at Bible Institute at Cork Bay, so he knows Cape Town too. But uh, John has traveled all the way from the Zambezi River uh, down to uh, join us here in Cape Town for the Great Commission course. John, welcome to Cape Town. What has the Lord put on your heart for our listeners? Thank you and greetings, Salt and Light Radio. The Lord tonight wants me to talk about the power of unity. And this I'm going just to read you just two verses from Genesis chapter 11, verses 6 and 7. The Bible says, the Lord said, If as one people, all having the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible. Come, let us go down there and confuse their language so that they will not understand one another's speech. The thrust for this uh, message tonight is the power of unity. You will find that where there is unity and the absence of unity, the opposite will be true. In Genesis 11 verses 1 to 9, we read, if God did not stop these people, they were going to build the tower and then did not, would not accomplish the purpose of God. So 
The power of unity, there are just three points I want to share with you. The first point is, in unity, if there is unity anywhere, either it might be in the church, in the world, or any other organization, but in this case, we are talking about Christianity, it attracts God's favor. If there is unity, God is well pleased. God is happy. And we also get the support from Psalms 133, verse 1 and 2. How blessed are they if brothers dwell in unity. We find that when people are unity, they are blessed. Which says, it is like the anointing of uh, Aaron's garments. You find that the oil will go from the head down to the top. That's a blessing. And this, this comes when there is unity. Secondly, unity also leads to greater productivity. In fact, unity produces fruits. Where there is unity, there is production and there is development. If there is no unity, you find that, well, either the country or wherever people, they will be torn apart. We read so many things that happened uh, during the war, civil wars. Those countries, they are not developing because there is no unity. The last point is that where there is unity, unity will also lead to what we call sustainability. If a house is built on sand, that house won't last. And Jesus said these words now and again. But if a house is built on rocky ground, there is a sustainability and there is a strength in this house. So what am I saying tonight? I'm saying unity is the strength of all development. Unity will also lead to great productivity, either in the family or church community in the country. And lastly, unity will lead to sustainability. We will see the future. There will be life and there will be development wherever unity is addressed and is, is done properly. And I thank you. Thank you so much, John. Yes, we need to be united in Christ. We need to be united on the scriptures built on the solid rock of God's word so that we know the truth and we know the truth can set us free. Well, Willem, I wonder if I can ask you to come on next. Uh, Willem may not have traveled the furthest, but he has certainly uh, gone through the most personal effort to get here. He cycled over 800 kilometers from the Orange Free State uh, to the Cape uh, to get here by bicycle. Uh, welcome, Willem. Well, good to have you here. I know that you have come uh, quite a distance. And uh, what is it that the Lord has put on your heart for our listeners tonight? Greetings in the name of Jesus. I just want to share from Job chapter 36, verse 26. Behold, God is great, and we know him not. Neither can the number of his years be searched out. And in Psalms 147, verse 5, it says, Great is our Lord, and of great power. His understanding is infinite. And Psalms 90, verse 2, emphasizes the point. Even from everlasting to everlasting is our God. God is great and from everlasting to everlasting. But we are as grass, as it says in 1 Peter 1 verse 25. But praise God that we can be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And as it says in Romans 5 verse 8, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. Thank you very much, Philem.
appreciate you coming all this way, cycling. Um, you've certainly strengthened muscles, and now we work on strengthening minds and muscles and faith as well. Next, we have Jackie Malenga, who runs the Holy Ghost School of Prayer in Johannesburg, but she is from Zambia originally. Thank you so much, Jackie. Good to have you here at the Great Commission course. What message has the Lord put in your heart for our Radio Tigerberg listeners? Thank you. Greetings, salt and light. Um, the Lord has given me a scripture, Isaiah 1 verse 18. It speaks about the mercy of God that is found in the blood of Jesus. The Bible says, come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be as, as wool. We all know that the blood of Jesus Christ is the only power that can cleanse us from our sins through repentance. God is calling us to repent. God is a God of mercy. God is a God of compassion. He sent his son Jesus Christ to come and die for us on the cross so that we can have eternal life. God has given us a chance, no matter what you have done, there's so much mercy in the blood of Jesus Christ. God is calling us to repent, to turn away from our sins. When we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us. It doesn't matter what you have done, the mercies of God are still speaking in the blood of Jesus. The blood was shedded for you and I so that we can have eternal life without being born again, be, be, without repentance, we cannot see heaven. When we go to John 1 verse uh, 9, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. Only the sins that are confessed are the ones that God can forgive. But if you cover your sins, you go to hell. But when you repent, there is mercy in the blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus Christ speaks about love. So I encourage you, you don't, I encourage you to repent if you're not living right. You don't know what your tomorrow will be. And if you had to die today, you wouldn't know where you, where you would go. But if you stand in repentance, even if you had to die today, God will show you mercy. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jackie. I appreciate you being here, having traveled all mm -hmm. this distance. Yaku, Yaku Seiman has... Uh, Travel from Kakamas. Uh, thank you so much for coming here. Yako, what has the Lord laid upon your heart for our listeners here on Radio Tigerberg tonight? Greetings, listeners to Radio Tigerberg. Yes, I'm Yako, and I'm from the Northern Cape, where the climate is much different from what it is here in the Western Cape. But I didn't come here for the climate. I came here for the Great Commission course. And I think I should say something about why we are involved in missions. Why take three weeks out of my time to do a missions course? Well, I think it all comes back to the great commandment. If I can read to you from Mark chapter 12, it says, And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandments greater than these. 
And I think that's what it comes down to. Let's think first of all of the love for God. The Bible says in another place where if we really love God, we will keep his commandments. So obedience to the commandments of the Lord is part of our love for him. It is an expression of our love for the Lord. If we obey the Lord in fulfilling the Great Commission, as it is recorded in other parts of the Gospels, then we would glorify God. His name would be exalted in places where it is not currently honored. Secondly, love for our neighbor. If we consider the fact that there are so many people around us who do not have a relationship with the Lord Jesus, who face a Christless eternity without him, then if we really loved our neighbor, we would find ways to share the gospel with them. We would pray for them. We would make sacrifices. We would do things to, to reach our neighbors for the Lord Jesus. And so that is why I'm here at the course, to be exposed to different areas of uh, ministry, to stretch my wings in a way, and to learn about different religions and what's the best way to reach out to them, and to be stretched in body, mind, and spirit so that I can be better equipped to glorify the Lord through fulfilling the Great Commission. And this is not just for missionaries, it is for every single Christian. If we confess the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then it is incumbent upon us to be involved in this Great Commission to the glory of His name. May each of us find our place in this great plan of God. God bless you all. Amen. Thank you very much, Janus. Jakob uh, and Janus, Van Tonde uh, has traveled from Secunda area. Your mother was part of the Great Commission course eight years ago. Good to have the next generation joining us in this. Welcome, Janus. What has the Lord put on your heart for our listeners on Radio Tagebuch? Thank you, Dr. Raymond, for your Die Heer het vandag vir my een vers op my hart gesit, spreke 3 vers 1. My sien, vergeet die onderwijsing nie en laat jou hart my geboe bewaar, want dit sal die lente van die dag en jare van jou leven en vrede van jou vermeerder. Laat liefde en trui jou nie verlaat nie, bind dit op jou hals, skryf dit op die tafel van jou hart, dan sal jou genade vind op die goeie inzicht van jou oor van God van in die mense. Vertrouw op die Heere met jou hart en jou steen, dit nie op jou eie inzicht nie, Ken hom met al jou weer, dan sal hy jou paie gelijk maak. Weet nie, wees nie weis in jou eie oor nie, vrees die heren en weik af van die kwaad. Dit is sal geensing wees vir jou lichaam en verwikkel vir jou gebeente. So ek voel baie mense in vandags lewe vertrou nie meer op die versies nie. Hulle vertrou in hulle self en hulle eie weise. Hulle focus nie meer op die herense weise en die herense se sy bedoeling vir jou nie. Hulle denk, hulle kan self uit hulle eie maag, hulle eie keeses maak. En die Heere ken jou weg, hy ken jou begin, jou einde. En baie mense denk, hulle kan roekeloos lewe daarop. Hulle vergeet van die Heere en sit nie die hele, die hele, die Heere eerst in hulle lewe nie. Hulle lewe hulle lewe, asof hulle nooit einde is nie. Hulle besef nie, die Heere hou hulle dop en besef dat hulle einde is op pad nie. En hulle as hulle so anhoog, gaan hulle leven nie baie goed eindig nie. Mm-hmm. En hulle gaan definitief hel toe gaan. As hulle die Heere eerste sit, en die Heere permanent op die brein het, dan gaan jy sien, jy hele leven val net in plek. Die Heere weet wat goed vir jy. Mm-hmm. Hy weet wat jy koort, hy weet wat jy nie koort nie. So as jy op die Heere vertrouw, en glo, hy sal jy kan help, dan sal die Heere jy help, en mense doen het nie meer deesdaan nie. Well, thank you, Janus. And we're very glad that you have persevered, that you're fuss despite twisted ankle and some other challenges. Um, but 
persevering. That's so important. Right, okay. Thank you so much. And then we have Priscilla. Priscilla Crenier has traveled the shortest distance here, uh, just coming through from Wellington area. And uh, good to have you with us. What has the Lord placed in your heart for our listeners, Radio Tiger Work today, Priscilla? So far, it was so far, it was Romaina 10, verse 9, but just like by my play, but say, Want as you met your mon belay, that is the year as you met your heart, Lord, that God, how met it dood op gewek het, sal jy verloos word. Soos meeste van ons, jong mense, geloof, ons het drie jare nodig he, want hy kan niks was doen nie, hy jaap ons he, maar as jy vir hom aanneem, as jou vader, sal jy jou jaap, waar jy, waar in jy sikkel, hy is altyd daar as jy hom nodig het, hy is die vader, Hy is die skepper, hy is die enige vir ons gesterf het, want as hy nie vir ons gesterf het, dan moet ons die prijs betaal het vir wat ons doen, ons soondes, en ons moet ons hart vir die heren geef, en as ander mense wat die bybel zet die, hulle wil graag na die heren toe draai, maar as die hulle wil, hulle kan nie so, wat ek vir julle vandag sê, gee julle leven oor na die heren, want as ons nie vir hom het, het ons niks sê, en sonder God kan ons niks doen nie. Hy is die een wat vir ons sterk maak, hy is die een wat vir ons elke dag opwek, so ons jong mense moet ons harte draai en verheerig hier en vaststaan op die heren. Dankie. Baie dankie, Priscilla. And we also have here Judah Katano, who is doing a second Great Commission course, and last year we had just started our Great Commission course, and level four lockdown came on and that sort of complicated matters, but we still persevered. And uh, afterwards, Judy, you had the opportunity of going on your first cross-border mission to Mozambique, Malawi, Zambia, and uh, lots to learn and experience there. So as somebody who's doing the Great Commission course second time now as one of the leaders helping, um, what's uh, your perception considering comparing with last year, lockdown, GCC, and what, how you're able to apply a lot of it in the field. Um, what are you thinking at this stage as uh, you now on the other side helping to lead and guide the outreaches and the practicals? Greetings. I think it definitely is great to not have so many restrictions regarding the COVID. Um, but after doing last year's GCC, I had the opportunity to, like Uncle Peter Hammond said, to participate in a cross-border mission for four months. And I just wanted to share one of the testimonies that we heard on that mission trip from one of the pastors that we met. Um, growing up in a Muslim, Muslim family in Malawi, he was a devout Muslim. He went to the madrasa or the Muslim school and all his life was trained in Islam. Um, after, when he was about 13, he got seriously ill and he went to all the witch doctors he could find um, nothing was helping and one of the teachers at his high school was a Christian and the teacher asked him have you prayed to Jesus Christ to heal you and he took this as an insult and became exceedingly angry with the teacher and shouted at the teacher and told him to to get away but the teacher responded that they were holding a Bible study that evening, if you would like to join them, and um, he's more than welcome. To which the, the pastor, the Muslim boy at that point, he refused 
and he continued to insult the teacher. But later on in the day, he was he became so curious as to what was going on at this prayer meeting. And he that night he snuck in the door of where they were holding the prayer meeting at the back. He described it like Nicodemus coming by night so no one could see. In the back, he was hiding there, just curious, what were these Christians doing here? And after the sermon, the preacher did an altar call. And um, Barnett Peary stood up. He went forward, not with the intention to give his life to God, um, but he wanted to beat the preacher because he was so angry with what was being shared and um, taught by this man as he approached the man the 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 preacher held out his hand um, as if to stop him and that was the last thing bonnet piri knew he woke up in hospital surrounded by christians from that prayer meeting all of them rejoicing that he had woken up proclaiming to him that he has been healed and his sins have been forgiven and now he must turn away from following Islam and turned to Christ who healed him. At this, he was somewhat confused, but um, afterwards the Christians told him he should go back to his family and tell, him, tell them that he had been healed and also tell, him that, tell them that he had accepted Jesus Christ as his personal savior, which he did. He went back, he told his parents, I've been healed, to which they were very happy. They rejoiced with him. And then when he told him, I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, his father just went behind the house and his mother told him, son, you must, you must run. Your father is very angry. He wants to kill you. Mm. And his father came out of the house. As Barnett Piri ran away, his father threw a spear at him, which lodges itself into a nearby tree. And... Barnet Piri ran to his grandmother's house where he had refuge and he continued to fellowship with the Christians there and learn how to live in a way that glorifies God and he was always grateful to them and made many friends there and but his whole life he continued going back to his friends and his family and the Muslims in his community to share the gospel with them many times held at knife point whipped, beaten, his family chased away from the village. But again and again, he persevered. On his deathbed, his father still was stubborn and didn't want to change his mind um, to become a Christian after Barnett had begged him. But he still, he blessed his son and said, continue sharing the word of God. And um, it seems that God softened Barnett's father's heart. And still to this day, this man is sharing the gospel in dangerous areas to the Muslim community in that area. And I want to encourage every one of you out there, we have no excuse to share our faith. There are people that are risking their lives week in and week out to share the gospel with friends and family. Maybe there's someone at work, maybe there's a family member maybe someone you see at the shops often, that you can share the gospel, that can change their destiny, um, that can change where they will spend eternity. We must step out and speak up for Jesus Christ and for the sake of the people around us, we must share the gospel. We must follow Christ's last command, 
In Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, Jesus said to them, All authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. I want you to be encouraged by the example of Barnett Piri, continuing to share the gospel with his friends and family at the risk of his own life and that of his family. We have no excuse, so please don't hesitate to share the love of God with those around you. Thank you so much. Yes, that is encouraging. And I just praise God for people who've been coming for the last 24 years to these annual missions training programs, the Great Commission courses. We've had people coming from as far afield as New Zealand and Australia and Canada, uh, from Switzerland and Germany and Austria and Netherlands, from uh, Britain, from Ireland, uh, even, uh, shame that person got very sunburned. And uh, <laughs> uh, we've had people from Ghana and Liberia, uh, from Nigeria, lots from Nigeria and Sudan and Kenya and Uganda, from Zambia, Zimbabwe, Malawi, Mozambique, Tanzania, Burundi. Uh, we praise God for folks who come from far and wide uh, to attend the, the Great Commission courses and have gone back and are making a great impact where they are. Now, in the Great Commission course, we try to have boots on the ground, try to be very practical, stretch minds, stretch muscles, stretch faith, stretch skills, uh, including public speaking, one-on-one personal evangelism, getting onto the streets, going into different communities, door-to-door, one-on-one personal evangelism, literature distribution streets, And perhaps many of our listeners are also really keen to get involved in evangelism. Maybe you can't take three weeks to go and attend a course like this, but you can go onto the Frontline Mission SA.org website, look at our audios and videos, and you can see the Great Commission course uh, set of videos, and you could watch some of the presentations, you could listen or download some of the sermon audio links on uh, lectures that have been given on motives for missions, what it takes to be a missionary, on uh, evangelizing uh, different groups, uh, understanding uh, how to give the evidences uh, for the faith, um, uh, everything from a history of Bible translations to why the Bible is the very best missionary, and how to challenge people effectively using Way of the Master. Now, we can provide the whole Way of the Master training program, which is really excellent, 10 commands-based, going uh, bypassing a lot of the arguments, going straight to the conscience, using the 10 commands, as the Bible says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. And the law is the schoolmaster to lead us to Christ, that we can be justified by faith. And, and the Way of the Master has been a very effective tool for evangelism, some great tracks, good conversation starters, uh, great icebreakers, and uh, uh, some of these are just phenomenal tracks. People run off to you to ask for more. So, you know, whether it's everything from the million-dollar notes to the uh, most incredible um, uh, uh, jokes to the uh, illusions, the eye uh, illusions when you just look at many of these uh, uh, quite amazing how how your mind can play uh, uh, tricks and you can look at something and think well that's bigger than the other one and in fact it isn't and uh, uh, everything from the intelligence tests and so on many people respond very well atheist tests and great great tracks and resources so, um, way the master is good evangelism explosion materials are great we've got some great films that are good that you could use for training your youth group or your cell group or your Bible study or uh, church midweek fellowship 
in more effective evangelism, Way the Master, Evangelism Explosion, Answers in Genesis. We've got guest speakers coming in as well, uh, including Philip Stott, the creation scientist. So there's lots of good resources. There's no reason why we need to be hesitant in evangelism. It can be a bit intimidating, but there are great resources. So visit www.frontlinemissionsa.org and you'll see a lot of videos, audios, PowerPoints, links, articles that would inspire and and equip and and um, give you the resources necessary to be effective in evangelism. And if you want mass amounts of literature for distribution, we can provide you with literally tons of gospel literature. Literature of Africa, we average distributing 100 tons of gospel literature completely free every year all over Africa. And if you are interested, contact us, phone 021-689-4480, 021-689-4480, or email mission at frontline.org.za if you want to receive literature or you want to pick up Bibles, New Testaments, gospel booklets that you can use for evangelism in different languages. So thank you so very much. It's good to have our team who've come to join for the Great Commission course. Continue to pray for your neighbors, pray for the unreached, and train your friends and neighbors and family in how to fulfill the Great Commission Make Christ's lost command our first concern. Thank you. God bless and good night.